Ladies and gentlemen, we have come to another amazing position group in the 2023 NFL Draft. Welcome to this week's episode of Objectively Wrong, presented by the next man up. As always, I'm John. That's 15. We got cornerbacks, bitches. <laughs> and my God, are there a lot of them. Oh, I fell in love, John. <laughs> there are so freaking many corners. This Emptine... Did the majority of the film on this position. We, we've been trading off a little bit after I had to heavy lift the O-line. And I apologize for nothing. <laughs> Draft Skaronsky. But Edine made a very bold statement the other night in our group chat. John, I think this is the best cornerback class I've ever scouted. <laughs> now, Edine, yeah. since that time... Yeah. Yeah, it was in the middle of your scouting. Yeah. You finished the scouting since then. Mm -hmm. Does that claim hold? Here's a fact for you. Go for it. I like facts. Big on facts. I have around 16 corners graded with starting traits. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a yes. <laughs> now, I'm excited because corners are a premium position. But wouldn't you believe they're also the highest bust rate of any oh, position oh, group? Do you want to go through all the corners I've drafted? No, I don't. Jay Hayden. <laughs> he might have been the best one. <laughs> he might have been the best one. I am very intrigued by this year's corner class, particularly because there's a number of corners expected in the first like 20 picks, anywhere from three to five. <laughs> take one but i'm intrigued in particular because the eagles have no obvious corner need we've got two guys in the outside we've got an elite slot corner we're good so what's great about this class is if two corners go in the top 10 i know i probably didn't take one and mix that with all the quarterbacks that are going the eagles are gonna have a blue chip prospect no matter what sitting there at 10 you know what's also great though john what? how many years left do you really think you have darius slay Two minimum. There's a couple developmental guys with starting traits. <laughs> uh, but, but not at number 10. I don't no, think. no, I'm talking yeah. about in the third round. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's there's third round guys that are twos other years in this year's class. This is sick. Now, and Tina and I, I, I I'm going to make sure I, I clarify this at the top. Okay. And we'll discuss this when we get to the list. Okay. And Tina has a top five. It's actually he, top seven. <laughs> he actually has top seven, but a team does have a top five. And in the top five, I, I want to make sure I'm very clear on something before we even begin the breakdown. This is our first legitimate disagreement of draft season. The tight end disagreement was paper thin, so I don't really count that. Because I honestly think, depending on the, the second, I could have convinced you of Kincaid and you could have convinced me of Mayer. This, I, there's no convincing either of us on this. And it's it's almost it almost feels out of character for the way I've analyzed drafts every as long as we've known each other. 
Because if a team knows, I'm a big fan of evaluating red flags. And if there's a red flag, I generally will knock them automatically. I can't do it with a particular prospect in this year's draft on a quarterback position. We'll talk about that as we get there. Okay. As far as news, no, there isn't any. You want I mean, to talk about red flags? I got it. I got actually. I'll, I'll throw. Oh, one you got piece one. Of, okay, okay. We just saw one piece of news, uh, and this will come back up again when we talk about defensive linemen. Uh, Georgia defensive tackle Jalen Carter. A lot of people have him as very high pick, top ten, top five, best DT in the draft. Yada yada yada. Stay tuned for our ranking. You might be surprised. You probably won't be, but he is expected to attend the NFL draft in person. That should tell you that potentially, potentially the character flags, the off-field things may be clear. He might be clear there, which would be great for him. That'd be great. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. I didn't have any other news. Okay. I didn't have any other news. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right now, the only news is the draft. Right yeah, to be honest, things. though, I've kind of spent days locked in a room watching corners. Yeah. Oh, if team, if team has been dealing with his own little darkness retreat of just corners, we got to, like, shelve that joke, though. This is the last week we can do the Aaron Rodgers dark. Well, we got quarterbacks coming up eventually. Yeah, but QB, yeah, he's not a quarterback anymore. Will he's Levis looks show. like he does darkness retreat. No, actually, I do have news on Will Levis. Oh, the, the banana? The banana. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Why that, did he just eat the banana? Okay, you want to know why he did that, though? Because of a tweet. No, he did that specifically so when you look up uh, Will Levis, you no longer see is scared of milk, but eats <laughs> banana like so, so, a psychopath. Like psychopath. <laughs> He's giving me severe Zach Wilson vibes of, like, better personality than player. Like, more memeable than he is a player. Actually, you know what? He's, like, Baker-esque at this point. Like, this is stupid. He's Bo Callahan. Let's not pretend he's not Bo Callahan. I would like to know how many people went to Will Levis' birthday party. <laughs> I'd like to know the answer to that question. Anyway. Right. Let's start. Let's start. Let's get to some corners. Frankly, we're going to talk about 23 corners tonight, guys. In some capacity, yes. <laughs> and they were all watched. <laughs> As he scrolls down the page. And by the way, oh, I also want to make sure we clarify one more thing, and then we'll begin. Uh, we initially said that we were going to bunch defensive backs together, safeties and corners. There are way too many fucking corners. And so instead, we're going to put safeties in a linebackers episode. They're going to come together because for our linebackers episode, we are not putting edge rushers with linebackers. We're putting them with defensive line. There's a D-line episode, a, a cornerbacks episode, and now a safety linebacker episode. It's just the way it worked out. There's too much blue chip talent at corner, and we have to talk about a bunch of it. There was there was going to be a three hour episode. Otherwise, we're just not doing that. So go ahead. Let's get to this ranking. Let's All get right. to this list. Now let's start off with uh, every projection for where they're going to be drafted is from ESPN, unless I say uh, otherwise. Yes. Why do I have to say this? Well, because Bleach reports on crack. Are you going to start with? <laughs> you going to start with twenty one? <laughs> uh, I just saw your analysis for that, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> let's start with number. Let's start with. Uh, let's start with my lowest ranked quarter uh, corner, 
the entire draft. So LSU has a corner with the name Jarek Bernard Converse. Hell of a name. Dope name. Uh, he's 6'1", 197. ESPN ranks him as a seventh-round pick. Bleacher Report ranks him as a fourth-round pick. Now, have you heard of this guy, John? Because he wore 24 for LSU. Barely. Yeah. Uh, there's a reason for that. He sucks. He sucks so much. He will never do an interview for us. <laughs> Jerry Bernard Converse is one of the worst corners I have ever scouted. <laughs> I do love the note here because I also, when I was going through my, when I was going through the cheat sheets, I did notice that it was numbered down because I've seen him play. I've, I've watched some of the tape. I did see that he was listed at a four four running a four four forty. Yeah, that's, that's a pro day. It's got to be bullshit. Yeah. It can't be true. If it is true, man, that dude can't play with pads on. I looked it up right because I was like, that can't be true. And there was an interview, and like the interview was like, hey, we have you down as a four three four. And I literally walked out the room. <laughs> four three four. <laughs> yeah, and then I checked everywhere else, and the pro day number was reported as four forty. Yeah, no. No, dude. It's uh, kind of slow. I don't I don't know. No, this guy runs maybe a four five four. You smell that? <laughs> it smells like some bullshit. Oh, I'll get to the bullshit. <laughs> uh but yeah, this guy doesn't move the needle. Uh I wouldn't draft him. And yeah, let's move on because there's too many people to talk about. What else? Let's talk about Alabama. Another ex LSU corner. Always love Alabama players. Eli Ricks is a transfer from LSU. He's 6'2", nice. 188. Nice. Uh, a skin, little skinny from 6'2". Oh, yeah. Uh, Bleacher Report had him as a third-round pick. I mean, it's not as bad as Jarek, but it's pretty bad. Uh, the guy is basically all size. I mean, 6'2", with a wingspan, I think it was like 32. Like, it's good. Uh, but he doesn't play football. Like... He was locked behind Alabama. He was locked behind LSU. Then he was locked behind Alabama. And uh, you wait. So he wait, wait. He was at LSU, couldn't get playing time. So he transferred and still couldn't get playing time. I mean, I think he started the entire year this year. But I mean, look at Alabama this year. Not the year to be starting for Alabama. Yeah, especially on defense. And you have a press corner, and maybe you can develop from there. But when, like, best case scenarios, you're developing a guy into maybe a CB four. Why do I really care? You need a CB4. Sure. I can't pretend like it doesn't matter. (laughs) But considering the way we're going to be applauding some of the top five in this episode. Oh, top five. Top 16. (laughs) Let's move on to the next guy. All right. Let's talk about Maryland. We will talk about Maryland again. Yeah, they're going to come up again. Ja'Korian Bennett is 5'11 and 188. Uh, this is a sleeper I liked, by the way. Before I even looked at the tape, I actually liked this player. Bleacher Report has him a third round pick. Uh, I don't. It was a fifth round pick, so not that far off. Uh, he's a CB three, but his fifty fifty is excellent. Like holy crap, it's excellent. <laughs> Twenty seven. Quentin John. Qu- this is Quentin Johnston's worst nightmare. <laughs> I watched so much Quentin Johnston tape. <laughs> just to watch the corner. <laughs> I also watched a lot of uh JSN tape. 
Yeah, our corners played a lot of the wide receivers. Wide receivers aren't that good this year. I'm just going to say that. You know what's funny, Emptine? I think that's actually pretty common that the corners in a draft class will play against the wide receivers in the same draft class. You would say that. (laughs) You would say that. I honestly think it's because, like, almost half this class are seniors. (laughs) Well, a lot of this class is seniors, and I think a lot of the guys in this list were actually their team's respective CB1s. Yeah. When Bennett is not, but still got play time against some of them, I guess. So Bennett is one of those guys where you look at his 40 time and you think it's a lie because his 40 time is a 4-3. Four, 4-3. Three. Four, three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that guy does not run 4-3. Doesn't play it at all. Um, he's pretty average at everything. Uh, the biggest issue with him is penalties. And that, that happens a couple of times with uh, these corners that you wouldn't consider like tier one corners. They have a lot of pass blocks, but they also have a lot of penalties. Uh, Bennett, 13 times over the past two seasons. I really see this guy as uh, as the CB that comes in during passing downs, and he'll probably get a couple of quality stops because, again, that 50-50 ball, like the reason you liked him so much. It, it's the 27 so PBs. It's the 27 yeah. pass breakups in the last two seasons. He's so good at it. He, you, he, you, you don't cook him. He kind of sticks to you. And that ball is not getting through usually on the one-on-ones. It's efficient. It's a, that's efficient football. Let's talk about the last uh, guy that we're bringing up because of Bleacher Report. Go ahead. Another LSU guy. Oh, good. <laughs> Mikai Garner. He's 6'2", 212 pounds. That's more like it. Yeah. Uh, he's best at press man, best at challenging catches. But he has no interceptions in the last two years. And he really felt more like a linebacker that can cover. It's like Mark Barron. Remember Mark Barron? Yeah, I do. Like, what, what do we call that? Money backer, right? No, the, the, no. kind of. Yeah, he kind of was a money backer. He, he ended up going from safety to linebacker and back and forth for like six years. This guy will do that too. You know who's also, you know, that, that the modern Mark Barron is like Kaiser White. Yeah. Came into the league as a safety. Now he's a linebacker. Now, Bleach Report had him graded as a third round. ESPN a sixth round. I have him graded as a mid five. Uh, yeah, BR, what are you doing? I don't know. It's They must hate the rest of the class then. I got to be honest with you because, yes, this corner class is sick, but you don't got to force it. What, they're, they're forcing picks into the third. Uh, Just watch, by the way. One of these guys is going in the third or fourth. It's going to oh, happen. 100%. And, like, it's a weak linebacker class, so I could see Mikai Garner. It's also a very weak safety class, and a bunch of times you'll see I mentioned this guy can play safety. You can convert him. Garner is one of those guys. I, God, I love it when you sell our next episode as being two two classes that suck. <laughs> I love it when you do that. I love it when you sell a class. I love it you when started you, just our, you literally episode. started our running back episode with running backs don't matter. Moving on. I know. <laughs> I started that. By the way, do not, do not draft Bijan Robinson, Howie. For the love of God, don't do it. Please. Please. Now, now to wrap up the rest of like the day. Draft Scarot. No, you don't need to draft <laughs> <laughs> to wrap awesome, up the day three guys, I have one guy who I have completely off the board, and uh, he's an Ohio State corner, Cameron Brown, six foot one ninety nine. He's projected to be a fourth round pick. 
I have him projected to be undrafted. <laughs> be injured again. Yeah. Uh, here's the problem with Cameron Brown. Let me list you these his injuries. Season-ending leg injury. I think it was freshman year. <laughs> uh, Achilles injury. Bummer. Uh, I think that was his junior year. Oh. And then two knee injuries where he missed, I think, seven games the this past year. I think it Question. was. Question. Yeah. And they all in the same leg. I didn't, you know, I just figured they're both shot. <laughs> I mean, the reality of that is that's kind of not wrong because if they're all in one leg, the other leg's not working overtime. And if they're interlocking legs, they're both in bad shape. Now, what is he? He's a decent press man corner whose greatest weakness is speed, and he continues to have leg injuries. You see my problem with the guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm really sorry your career didn't, isn't going to go well, if you ask me. Who was that corner out of Ohio State a few years back? Baltimore took a shot on him. In oh, like the first league. rounder that stayed an extra it year. fell to the seventh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Forget. That should tell you that he made the wrong choice not coming out, though. I think his problem was oh, – I, I remember the problem, right? If he came out, he was a nickel corner with first-round talent. Right. Which, by the way, we will talk about a guy that has has a nickel corner that's first-round talent. Yeah. And then he's like, no, I'm going to play outside. I'm going to make that money. Right. Sucked outside. He sucked outside. (laughs) He was terrible. I'm going to make that money. You do it. And now he made done. So, okay. So, we talked about the day three guys. Do you want to go to the top now? Or do you want to keep moving up the draft? Which, by the way, if I didn't mention a corner at this point, he's a day three guy, guys. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Let's go. To, let's keep moving up the board mm-hmm. until we get to the top five. Okay. So let's talk about Louisville. Louisville. We're going to talk. Wait, did you want to talk about this dude at 20 or is he later? No, he's he's better. Okay. I did not. I this is ordered. This is not ordered. Yeah. Okay. Full disclosure to the people listening. I did not watch number 20. Uh K Trail Clark from Louisville is one of those corners that has the measurables, right? Uh he's projected. What measurables? The wingspan of a toddler? Yes. <laughs> uh he's measured uh to be 5'10 and 181, which isn't bad. Like, it's not good be, either, though. But the problem is, his wingspan is 29 and 5 eighths. The measurable, John. <laughs> so is that arm length? I, I think it's straight up just like... That can't be, because that's at least, it's usually your height. Is it? How do yeah. they measure that in the combine? What? How do they measure wingspan in the combine? It's measured tip to tip. Yeah, that's what I said, right? This way. It's not 29 inches tip to tip. That you got that's arm. That's probably arm. Length. Okay. <laughs> Jesus God. <laughs> that is this man. He has one foot long arm. Both oh. arms are a foot long. He played like it. <laughs> uh, we have a nickel corner here. We have two more nickel corners that are significantly more impressive than this guy. Uh, he's a good tackler. He has great bursts. Uh, but those arms, man, those arms, he has a lot of like missed opportunities because 
he could go for a pick or he could get a pass block, but he just he can't reach it. And that's his biggest weakness. Besides that, average nickel corner, a lot of passion, a lot of hustle. Like this is a guy that will stick to a roster. He just it's so I, I can't stand it when it's like, oh, he's short, but he really works hard. Like, okay. Okay, but if you watch the tape, this guy actually does really No, work. I know he does. <laughs> the workhorse. It's such a slot guy. You know. Anyway, teen's a height supremacist. I'm a height supremacist. One of my favorite players is the nickel corner in this track. If any of y'all watch the league, you'll know what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. That's on my list. Oh, it's so good. As in, it's really, really stupid, but like it's fun. It's a good time. You know, do you know who John LaJoy is? No, I'm sure I know his face. Do you remember the song? I can't believe I'm about to say this on the internet. Do you remember the song Show Me Your Genitals? I do not know the song. You've never seen that? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. It's, it's crappy, stupid ass like parody song. He wrote two of them. Oh, and, yeah, I've seen this guy's face. Yeah, he's he plays a character named Taco. In yeah. that show, it is the entire show is completely unhinged. Wow, Nick Kroll did this show. Nick Kroll did that show, yeah. <laughs> oh, of course, Jason Manzukis did this. Show. I love Jason. Yes, he did. He's good in it too. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> he's uh, he's chaotic in that thing. Uh, let's move on. That's Rafi. I think he plays Rafi. Yeah, that's what it, that's the name said. Oh God. <laughs> let's move on to Syracuse. Garrett Williams, 5'10", 192, projected to be an early fourth-round pick. Uh, this guy is going to stick. I actually, like, he's going to stick. Problem is he had an ACL in October. Pa- uh, he passed a check on the combine, but you will see him fall because of it. Of course. I mean, you know, an October ACL is better than a December ACL. Oh, it's a hell of a lot It's a hell of a lot better. Um... He's aggressive with 50-50 balls. Sometimes it really doesn't like work out for him. He's swift. Yeah. But I think you got a solid CB3 or a backup for one of your outside guys. Like these are these are the people that we're talking about now because after that we got we're hitting the high point, guys. We're hitting some severe talent. Next, we're going to talk about Stanford. Now, I I I want to I want to talk a lot about this guy. Q Blue Kelly has NFL bloodline. Bitchin' name, by the yeah. way. Uh, I think his fam, like one of his family members played for Indy. Or I could be wrong. I'm just going to check that really quickly. Do it. A uh, lot of, lot of hype for this guy. Because, I mean, Stanford Corner, Pac-12, one of the better corners uh in the pac 12 his father hell of a year to say that by the way his father played for the steelers there you go uh i hated this guy's tape i hated this guy's tape so much (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) i was not ready for that reaction uh have you seen anything just watching college football this year with Kelly? Yeah, I've seen a little bit of Kia. I, I you know, he he didn't he didn't blow me out of the water. I mean, it was that's that's my problem. He appeared to be perfectly serviceable. <laughs> yeah, he's very serviceable. Yeah, his ceiling is middling. That's what I view him as. Yeah, he's um, a capable corner. 
Now here's the problem, right? You see, I watched this guy 15th and then like everything before that, we're like, we're hitting great people. This is the first, like I watched 14 players before I'm like, oh, that sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think his tape's bad. I just think it's not, it's not a revelation. He's best at press. He has pretty good footwork. He's painfully slow. He's so slow. And it's the biggest, it's such, it's so sad, Sean. His instinct reliance was kind of a calling card for him. Uh, There's no burst at all. It wasn't much. There's no physicality. Uh, I was so confused because, again, he's projected to be a third-round pick. I went and searched out his senior bowl tape. (laughs) His practices, they were better. Good. They were better. Um, The best thing I can say about this guy is... Uh, 50-50 balls, he's stone cold. Like, it's nothing new for him. He handles them. I actually think, like, that will probably be his best part of his career. Yeah, I'm going to translate that. He means stone cold as in the guy's not scared of the situation. Yeah, stone cold can also mean sucks at it. I get that because I've been shitting on him this entire time. You've been dunking on this motherfucker. Like, golly. Man, this Kelly kid, man, he sucks. He's also stone cold at 50-50. What? Yeah, no, no one's worse than Jarek Bernard Converse. That's, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I have him graded out as mid four. A, mid four to five. Get a solid backup here. Yeah. I think a day two pick on him is too early. Oh, yeah. There, there's a lot of there's I it's there wasn't just BR over the few spots where I saw him as a late three and I, even I was just like nah you can do more with a three and Stanford kids are getting hyped this year like that Michael Wilson wider yeah speaker. yeah I did not get that either no that I didn't understand whatsoever yeah all right let's go to South Carolina let's do it because in South Carolina there's a six two one ninety eight corner by the name of Darius Rush I'll admit I know nothing about him. You want to know why he used to play wide receiver? Now I'm glad I know something about him. He's been a corner for two years, and he's a work in progress, and it shows. But there is a lot of potential here, John. And it's weird because his technique's not there, obviously. He's been playing the position for a very low time. Very Uh, very, very complicated position to learn. He has... Great ball skills, of course, because he's a wide receiver. I'm shocked. (laughs) But the part that's probably the best part is how good he is at sticking on the wide receiver's pocket. It's almost like he's been running those routes before. (laughs) Almost like you know. Yeah. Uh, His worst attribute is those routes that branch off, or like if they stop and go, or if like you come back for a hook. They're called stop and go routes. I know. That's why I said (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or like if there's like a like you Which know one of us do you think played there's a break <laughs> there's a break here and then another break and another break all that like crap right that 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 crap that you see hunter renfro sometimes do and like, <laughs> <laughs> the hunter renfro special the hunter renfro i don't know route <laughs> the, hunter, the hunter renfro is like damn he's still there better make another cut the, i don't know route <laughs> The, I don't know. I had a coach said the I don't know route. Anyways, he gets completely lost. <laughs> like, like it's basically a deer in the headlights. So there's problems here. 
But if you get a good coaching staff and you don't have to spend high, like that won't be the first time you hear that tonight. Oh yeah. (laughs) You don't have to spend like a third round pick on this guy. There will be a lot better corners in the third round to take. Uh, You stash him and he might develop into something. And if he does, he'll be a hell of a lot better than every corner we've talked about so far. Why not? So that's Darius Rush. Darius. Now let's talk about the people that matter. Yeah, Rush a big dog too. 6'2", 200. Pretty, oh, yeah. Pretty good. Well, oh, yeah. He, he used to play wide receiver. Seeing it more and more these days, I just saw the height of somebody else. Oh, yeah. We, My we goodness. Short guys. All right. Let's do it. Let's talk about Utah's corner, Clark Phillips III. I like this kid. I did, too. He's 5'9", 184. He's projected to be a, a mid-three. Uh, I think I should mention at this point, almost every single corner here for some reason is a ball hawk. <laughs> yeah. No, the, in, the instincts at corner in the top half of the class – Sick. <laughs> Absolutely sick. They're all students of the damn game. It's sick. I'm like taking the role of Stephen A. Smith. It's sick. <laughs> These guys are sick. I'm starting now, yelling random shit. If you say Clark Phillips. He's a great friend. <laughs> I'm going to say Clark Phillips. What's the first thing that comes to your head, Joe? If y'all haven't seen Creed 3, watch it. It's and good. I don't know why I'm mentioning it right now. <laughs> Creed 3 was good. This is Stephen A. Smith jump scare in the movie. <laughs> I remember we were watching that movie and he just shows up and we both look at each other. <laughs> <laughs> Do you imagine if like it was Stephen A. Smith, and then they cut to like the next one, and it's like Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless. <laughs> funniest shit I've ever seen. It was one of the funniest goddamn things I've ever seen. Suddenly, boom, when you least expect it, here he is. When the world needed him most, he was there. Anyway, Clark Phillips. What's the first thing that comes to your head when I say Clark Phillips? Kind of short. Okay, let's not do a negative. <laughs> <laughs> um... Ball tracking. Ball tracking. This guy, this guy is a playmaker. Yeah, he is. Uh, apparently, he watches a lot of tape. and It uh, shows. It shows. It shows. shows. The guy knows the routes before they're even run. Oh, he, his play recognition skill is incredible. Sick. I wouldn't be shocked if he was the quote-unquote smartest corner in this, league, oh, in this class. Yeah, I would not be shocked. Genius. Literal football IQ genius. Yeah. And uh, it's a nickel corner. He's the second best nickel corner in this draft. Which, by the way, that's not uncommon where a nickel corner is like a sick play recognizer. Right, because they have to know like a lot more. I can, I, I, again, yeah. I'm a little biased, but Avante Maddox football IQ is stellar. It really <laughs> is. It's It was incredible at Pitt, but it's gonna, better in Philly. We're going to talk about Avante Maddox again later. Oh, you want if you if there's a corner in this class that you can count to Avante Maddox? Oh, take him. I did. Yeah, Maddox is <laughs> a sick player. Uh, big, big Maddox truther over here. Clark Phillips in the third is a steal. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. <laughs> Hell of a player. 
hell of a playmaker. You should draft him. Nickel corners matter. <laughs> they do. No, nickel corners matter so much more than running backs. They just they matter so much. I gotta stop doing that. What more than running? More than running. <laughs> Long snappers matter. Well, let's more talk about running backs. Okay. No, let's not. Let's no, not. no. Let's let's talk about it because I have Ladanian Tomlinson's nephew up next. Big fan. <laughs> uh, I hope it's his nephew. I think I remember it being his nephew. We <laughs> just spelled it Tomlinson. Whatever. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> Uh, Travius Hodges Tomlinson is 5'8". Tomlinson. Tomlinson is 5'8", 178. He's projected to be a mid-third round pick. Um, I have him as an early second round pick talent-wise. I have a little, I have some size concerns. Wait, you spelled it the same way twice. I'm beginning to wonder whether or not he's even related. Okay. I remember reading that he was related. It is Tomlinson. Okay. Well, you, you just see, think you just listen, think I saw that and I was like, oh, it must be related. <laughs> like, I mean, it's a Tomlinson that went to TCU. So, yeah, I think it would, he is a nephew of Ladanian, yes. Okay. Who Which, also by the way, plenty of NFL bloodlines in this draft. Good, <laughs> by the way. Corner, yeah. And we ain't done yet. The best is yet to come. So, what's the worst thing about this guy? Well, he's been penalized 14 times in 20. That's certainly the worst thing about it. <laughs> what's but, the best thing? Well, speed is genetic. Yeah. It's sick, John. He's a burner. Sick. He's a burner. And you might think size would be an issue, but no. When it's, when it's the run game, no. Great run defender. I, I'm going to counter that. Okay. In the NFL, at 5'8". Oh, yeah. Might be a problem. Covering the run could prove problematic. I will tell you, Maddox in particular, as an example, not a big guy, good in run support. Not elite, but good. Very good in run support. So it's not it's not a death now. This guy has some of the most sick bursts I've seen in this class. And at the catch point, he's freaky. He has 18 pass blocks this year alone. Pass breakers. Whatever. He's 41 in his career. <laughs> Yeah, so that's a stupid number. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's an actually stupid number. That's 10.3 a season. Yeah. 10.25 a year. That's absurd. To to be hit to be breaking the ball up 10 times a year on average over four. That's that's actually bananas. There's NFL corners that can't do that. I was watching this tape, and when he like when the route goes inside, like you know, middle of the field, the typical route you see the tight ends, no, like he'll he'll be trailing, and then the ball's thrown, and it's like a trigger, and it just instantly bursts through. Honestly, he might get more interceptions in the NFL. He could. Uh, I love his playing speed. He's a quality coverage player. The excuse me. The only worry is size a little bit, but I this guy is going to have a role on the team no matter what. There, there's a place to put him. I mean, listen, I, correct me if I'm wrong. I think he's going to start the slot. And oh, I, don't yeah. he, I, don't, I don't think he's moving. <laughs> I, I just he, he's not going to be outside. Yeah. He's not going to be outside. But the scary thing about putting him in the slot is tight ends. That's concerning. Mm-hmm. AFC West, don't draft him. Kelsey will eat this kid's lunch. 
Don't drive. There's a, there's a couple of guys I watched. I'm like, damn, Kelsey would kill this kid. <laughs> no, I understand that. Yeah. But when you look at a guy that's that's kind of what you have to look at when you look at the slot corner, right? You have to think about yeah. what tight end is going to destroy this person. And Kelsey would certainly destroy that type, that that particular one. Now here's a guy, John. <laughs> now here's a guy. Yeah, I love when we enter, re-enter from like when we have to edit, and you're just like, you hear that? No. Okay, thankfully. <laughs> uh, now here's a guy. Go ahead. Here's the most third round corner I've ever goddamn seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this the last chance you kid? Yeah. <laughs> last chance you used to be a great show. I saw that season. Uh, Rejon Wright. Hopefully, I pronounced your name right. Uh, Oregon State. He's 6'2, 193, projected to go mid three. Yeah, he's a third round player. Pac 12 corners eaten this year. Oh, yeah, it's a good eaten. year. Pac 12 is <laughs> looking real sexy. Uh, Wright is a very solid, dependable CB, CB2, CB3. We'll see where it goes, but that's that's where he's at. He doesn't really fl- uh, splash, doesn't do any flash plays, but who cares? Consistent, solid. It's really all I'm asking for. <laughs> uh, I think he has good enough speed. I think he's fine at run supporting coverage, and he's loves to be aggressive at 50-50 balls in the NFL. Probably give him some safety help for that. Because This is the, this is the kind of third-round pick that – if you told me three years from now he's like a starter somewhere, like a capable CB2 somewhere, I wouldn't be shocked. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't surprise me. If you told me he was a CB1, good for I him. I'd be so stunned. Yeah. I'd be stunned. <laughs> I'd be actually stunned. But this is a dependable, stable CB2 if he achieves his ceiling. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Iowa. Riley Moss is 6'1", 193, and he's a four-year starter. At Iowa, he's played over 2.6 thousand snaps. That's experience. 2,600 snaps, a lot of snaps. And he missed seven games in his career. How many fucking games did he play? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, he also plays a kick returner. There's so there's some special teams uh, like you can pull on early on in his career. Uh, this guy feels like a stealer. It's just watching. They could use somebody in the back end. They could use. They could use three somebodies in the back end. When uh, remember when I said like everyone's a ball hawk now? Yeah, Riley Moss is a ball. He's a ball hawk. <laughs> I saw that tape. The kids, a, the kids a ball. He might be a top five ball hawk. Oh, there's they, another one that's even more of a ball hawk. Yeah, no, there's he's a, a bona fide hawk. There, there are two guys in this draft, one of them being Riley Moss, who I swear to God, the quarterbacks were throwing at them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's some rumors that he might switch to safety. I get it. I could see it. The hawking goes away, though. Like, you lose that skill once you move inside. Um, This guy is a zone corner through and through, and he's good at it. Uh, you can stick him there, and I think he'd be fine. You can move him to safety. I think you can accentuate all the stuff that makes him good as a zone corner in safety. Uh, I like the kid. I think he has an NFL career that's going to last a long time, and he's going to have a role no matter how small it is. Uh, He'll be there. He'll stick for a while. (laughs) Beautiful. 
Let's go to Miami. With Tyreek Stevenson? Another special team kid. Upper Turner. Uh, Stevenson is a little limited, as in don't put him in zone. Oh, my God, don't put him in zone. Don't put him in zone. <laughs> you want to notice, though, there's a lot of press. In oh, yeah. Class. I love a lot that. Of press. I prefer press. Uh, don't put the kid in zone. Oh, my God, it's don't risky. put the kid in zone. <laughs> the kid is rooted. <laughs> it's like it's like if the turf monster, instead of tripping you up, literally grab a hold of the guy and was just cuddling him. It's like, no, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> yes, there's one thing we all know is that the turf monster likes to cuddle. I'm also realizing how unkempt my beard looks right now. Oh, okay. I, I'm still unpacking the house, and I have not found my razor yet. So... Don't put him in zone. You cannot. Well, you know what you should put him on? Put him on press man because he's pretty good. Fuck yeah. Yeah, he's physical. Uh, if he gets his hands on you, he's excellent. Uh, he has speed. He has recovery speed, which isn't common sometimes. Uh, and if you get a good coach, you put him in a scheme that works for him. There are CB1 traits here. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Another one? We We have another one. We have nine more corners to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, this is a fucking ridiculous CB club. We, you thought that tight ends were sick. <laughs> I honestly, I'll be honest, I still think, I think, I think I like the tight ends more than this corner class just because I think tight ends are fun. Mm-hmm. But this corner class at the top, when we get to the top, there's going to be some gushing. Let's, uh, let's compare him. Oh, by the way, he's projected to be an early third round pick. I have him as a late two. Yeah, and he's six uh, feet one, six feet, six foot one ninety eight. Early to early three is when you're starting to get into the quote unquote good value yeah. area of Tyreek Stevenson. Any anything outside of pick like seventy five is a steal. Remember Darius Rush, John? From South Carolina. I do. I do remember him from yeah, five minutes. The other guy was better. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, Cam Smith. Yeah, this is not. Yes, he is better. <laughs> 6'1", 180. I was trying to be funny, but like, no, no, no this is fucking Cam Smith. He is better. He's Cam way Smith better. can see the future. I'm yeah, convinced. he can. Yeah. Cam Smith is sick. <laughs> his, his instincts are actually like the second best in this draft, in my opinion. Second best instincts in the draft, the corner. He plays off man the entire time, basically. <laughs> Uh, but that just means he gets to look at the field more and then he can read your mind and he will take the ball. <laughs> Cam Smith is sick. This is the Pegasus. <laughs> this is Pegasus of this draft. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a nice little Yu-Gi-Oh joke for you nerds out there. This guy has eyes on the back of his head because he can look at the quarterback and read the wide receiver at the same time. He can see your cards. Oh, yeah. He can see your cards. Uh, If you have an errant throw, Cam Smith has an interception. Yeah. Yeah, You have to be very careful. You have to be careful throwing over to Smith Island. Uh, What's the problem? Why is he not a first-round pick? He's not that fast. His 40 is a 4-4-3. And I didn't even need to see the 40. (laughs) His 40 is a 4-4-3. It's not. It doesn't show on tape. It's why he has to play off man. Yeah. And and listen, it works for him. But a crossing route could be the death of this man. Crossing routes with a Tyreek Hill <laughs> could be absolutely lethal. It would be fatal to this kid's career, which is a damn shame. Because uh, CB2. The, yeah, CB2. The problem is 
that fatality is something beyond his control. Mm-hmm. He can't control how fast he is. He is how he is how fast he is. He's how fast he is. So we Tyree, just talk- Tyree kills as fast as he is. Which, by the way, I, I saw a video. Do you know Tyree Kill is just going to retire when his Miami contract? Yeah, I did see him say that. Yeah, thank God. You see Tyree Kill got cooked by a camper today? Did he? Yeah. Well then. Anyways, Cam Smith, Tyreek Stevenson, they're both CB2s for their team. Ceiling CB2s. Yeah. One team that's interested in Cam Smith won't even look at Tyreek Stevenson. They're completely different players. Yep. You want to press corner, you go Stevenson. If you're fine with off-press zone anticipation guy, go with Cam Smith. They're both. They're scheme fits. Yeah, they're both scheme fits. They're both talented. And they're, they're both very good. Oh, no. Google has found us. <laughs> I don't even know where that is. I don't use this office. <laughs> except for this. Whatever. Continue. So remember how I said safety suck this year? Yes. Good news. I found you a safety. Yay. Except he's a corner. Yeah, um, one of the guys that are getting some hype, a lot of hype, is Kansas State 6'3", 198. That's where he's the safety. Yeah, Julius. <laughs> he's projected to be a second-round pick, mid-second-round pick. I am as a three. Uh, that might go up if the safety draft's as bad as it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, there's some problems at safety. There, as of right now, as of the show, as of the recording of this episode, it appears the consensus is that there might only be one in the first round. Which, by the way, you want to something funny about that one? I went to check the NFL like own their own rankings. Mm-hmm. It's listed as a corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he's. Yes, there there is some uncertainty regarding. I mean, I, I mean Brian Branch. Yeah, there, there there's some uncertainty about Brian Branch's position. Yes, there is some uncertainty about that. If he's a corner, by the way. The safety class is dead, and the corner <laughs> class is getting even better because yeah. he might be like six. He'd probably be six, maybe five. So Julius Brents does not inspire me at all at corner. Um, this guy screams average, like so average, painfully, painfully average. Is it clear? Um, about, is it clear at this point, audience, that we have not? That this is not in order yet. Yeah, yeah I'll give you the order, <laughs> order later. Uh, four, five, three, forty. You could tell. Don't put him on so, posts. Uh, the guy doesn't have the discipline for press at all. Uh, in fact, I remember watching him. Like, what does he do well? Uh, he's his own corner. Uh, he can watch the quarterback because he doesn't know how to watch the wide receiver. He doesn't understand it. He can't read it. Not a clue. So move him to safety. Why not? Yeah, I think all of his talents make so much more sense at safety. If you need a safety and you're picking the late two, this is not a bad choice. You can try him at corner, and then by week eight, when you realize he can't do it, put him at safety. Let's talk about the people that matter, John. The tier. We're at the top seven. No, We're at the top no. seven. Let's go. Let's talk about top seven. I actually want to bring up Chris Sims now. We're in the cornerback tiers of the kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, buy that. 
Buy that. <laughs> yo, if you are a Zelda fan and you haven't watched that trailer yet, oh watch that trailer. Oh my because God. <laughs> when Tina and I both think something might have been the greatest game trailer of all time, <laughs> it probably is. What was what was what I told you? I said after watching that trailer. You said to me you said to me Ocarina's in trouble of being I said it's trembling. <laughs> Ocarina's in trouble of being dethroned. I don't at this point, I think there's gonna become like five acceptable answers for best Zelda game. Ocarina, Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom. We haven't, play, haven't even played it yet, but it might be on that list. Wind Waker and like Link to the Past. Link Those are the five acceptable answers. Let's talk about Chris Sims. Top five. Okay. We're going to give you the full top five from the top. I'll do it. Let's do it. You want me to go from one to five? Yeah, let's do it. So number one on Chris Sims' list is Illinois' Devin Witherspoon. Okay? An interesting decision. He's in our top five. <laughs> number two, well, he's in our top seven. Number oh, yeah. two is Michigan's DJ Turner, <laughs> who is also in our top seven. Number three for Mr. Sims is the Oregon Ducks' Christian Gonzalez. He's also in our top seven. Yeah. And then number four, Dante Banks from Maryland, also in our top seven. Finally, at number five, Keely Ringo from Georgia, also in our top seven. You know what's funny about that? What? He's number seven. Let's talk about Keely Ringo from Keely Ringo. Hell of a name. <laughs> Best name in the draft. Yeah. Love the name. Uh 62207. So he's got he's got size. Just for just for just so y'all know, these were done kind of in this order as far as watching them. And Emptine's first note for Keely Ringo was, yo, this class is fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> What's the second note? <laughs> is this a pattern? <laughs> it appears that it was. Uh, Ringo is not a finished product, but he has all the tools. Uh, his mental for like the game is kind of slow, kind of noticeably slow. Uh, he's inconsistent at times because of it in coverage. And you can say during the season, he was also inconsistent because sure. I mean, he had just completely average days where you wouldn't even notice Kaylee Ringo was on the field. You know what's going to be, you know what's funny is this is like the second year in a row where we've had to like overanalyze Georgia a little bit. Oh, yeah. Because last year it was okay, who's actually making that thing work? And we ended up saying we thought Devontae Wyatt was a big reason why last year's Georgia defense worked. Yeah, how'd that turn out for us? I mean, our second pick was Jordan Davis, so it turned out okay. Okay. But I think I think we said it wasn't Jordan Davis because they kept on taking Jordan Davis off. Because Jordan Davis rotated so much. Yeah. yeah. We ended up, and then we we mainly did that to figure out whether or not Nicobe Dean was a contributor, which the answer to that was yes, but it wasn't at the LB1 level. Yeah. Devin Lloyd was our LB1. I, I hated Devin Lloyd. I know you did, but you didn't like any of the linebackers last yeah. year. I only liked the top two. Mm -hmm. And I liked Chad Muma. Like, that was yeah. it. it was those I remember three. liking was, Chad Muma. I liked Chad Muma <laughs> and those other two. That was all I liked. If you remember uh, from that episode, our page – like our notes page, the title page was just a picture of Chad Mooma. The picture of Chad Mooma <laughs> combine doing his combine presser. <laughs> yeah. So the funny thing about this year's Georgia team is while there's a little bit less, mm -hmm. it's still a Jalen Carter defense <laughs> and Nolan Smith and Keely Ringo. 
So you still have to be like, okay, well, shit, who's doing what? Where, where's the fulcrum? I have a guess. Oh, I, I, think, Ringo. I don't think it was Keely Ringo. I believe it's Jalen Carter. <laughs> but that's a different problem. What's the biggest issue with Keely Ringo? His technique is not... Tech is sloppy. He's super, super sloppy. If you clean it up, you'll be really happy with the results. It was sick. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is not the last time you're going to hear this. This guy could benefit from the right coaching fit. Oh, yeah. I think on my notes is I, on my notes. I literally said, if you clean this up, you have a CB one. Isn't that crazy? How many times have I said you have a CB one so far in this draft? <laughs> uh, Ringo's at his best in the zone because he doesn't have any physicality. It's really noticeable. Uh, he doesn't play press well at all. Could you see a team trade up to like thirty to take him? Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean. Because I would take a nickel corner at 30 right now. <laughs> it's a different nickel corner. You are very high on another nickel corner that we're going to discuss. I think our, uh, we'll talk about it when we get we'll to get it. We'll get there. Yeah. Ringo has great size and speed. He ran a 436, 6'2, 207. Love Giddy it. Up. Yeah. Uh, here's, where, here's where I have a lot of hope. He's a red shirt sophomore. So I think, all, I think all he needs is time. So I, uh, he's projected a mid two. I have him as an early two. If you take him at the end of the first round, I'm not mad about it. <laughs> no, no, it's probably not the best value pick, but that's in the right situation. Like a six years ago, like Baltimore, for example, mm-hmm. that's a good situation to be in for a corner that needs cooking. Where does Seattle draft the back of the ha- back of the draft? Like 22, right? good question let me get that real quick it's a good question i've got it open right here uh seattle was not a second pick oh yeah they did they have 20 Num- number 20 that's a little early for this guy a little early for this pick i would take someone else in front of you. i got one for you okay that's cincinnati 28 <laughs> listen like i want to say cincinnati doesn't uh develop corners well but eli apple's playing better than he is what ever. about the what about the giants at 25 i like that yeah like not a bad fit. Yeah. Or Jacksonville at 24. These are like his ceiling areas. What else think he's not breaking top 20. It's just this is where you could see maybe a team decides to take that flyer on a developmental corner with incredibly strong trades. Because let, let me get this straight. There is a cutoff. Like this is this is like after this point, you have quality traits and a lot of corners, but Kelly Ringo, you look at and you're like, you can He's a lot easier to get a CB1 out of. Potentially. Yeah. Uh, and he needs development, so get the fifth-year option. <laughs> he reminds me a little bit of, and this is weird because I think they were, he reminds me a little bit of Lewis Sign in the way we're viewing him mm-hmm. because not not the way they play. I despise Lewis Sign. Oh, I know, <laughs> but he was a mid-one early too. And the way we viewed him was a in the right situation. Maybe there's something here. I think that a little bit less here. I think Keeler was going to be good no matter what, but he's going to be great in the right situation. Where does Minnesota draft? Who gives a shit? Because they, they took 20, 20, 23, right above Jackson. I could 100 cents see Minnesota doing this. 23. There was a report, by the way, earlier today that they're trying to move on from Dalvin again. Yeah. You're going to cut him. Just do it. Yeah. Quit fucking around. 
Just a running back. <laughs> I just want to check what Lewis Sign uh, did in the NFL last year. Was he hurt? I don't know. I didn't hear his name much this year. Lewis Sign. I mean, uh, he wasn't starting because Harrison Smith and Cameron Bynum were. Yeah, I don't know much on him. Yeah, Lewis Sign didn't do anything last year. He'll probably play more this year. Uh, so you know, jury's still out. He played. He played three games. He that's it. That's yeah, he did, he redshirted his first year. Yeah, he basically did nothing. All right, let's talk about my six-rated quarter. Let's do it. Let's go back. Number to six. Maryland. Deontay Banks, six foot one ninety-seven, projected late uh, late first corner. Yeah, that's right. Now, do you do you know Deon? Do you know Deontay Banks? A little bit of him. You know, know nothing. I said I know enough. Oh, okay. This guy uh, uses the sideline as like a blade. Another defender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's he's a strangler. He's a strangler. Uh which by the way is a skill in and of itself that is almost it's almost a prerequisite to being successful in the NFL. Mm-hmm. To be able to utilize the sideline to your advantage as a defender. Deontay Banks, if he can watch the ball be thrown, is fantastic. He's amazing. Uh he's he's got uh I think I like when I was watching him, Gonzalez Gonzalez, one of the top corners in this draft. His hips are incredibly smooth. Yeah, so is calling one of Gonzalez's biggest best traits are his hips. So is so are Deontay Banks. With this kid is just the fundamentals because he can panic. He can get handsy. Like if he's just facing the wide receiver, he struggles. Like you can you can lose him easily. Right. Or uh if it's thrown up and like it's a deep pass and he he's not watching the ball, he'll he'll get all in there. He'll throw a flag will be thrown. Right. But there are traits here, and I think Baltimore should take him. <laughs> it smells like a raven. It smells so much like a raven. Not even just because it's Maryland. It just he smells like a raven. Yeah. This is so Baltimore. It's such a raven. That's so raven. That's so raven. I await my I await my lawsuit in the mail, Disney. Oh, they would do it, too. That's uh, your ass. <laughs> Uh, so Kelly Ringo was uh, Chris Sims' fifth corner. Deontay Banks is Chris Sims' fourth corner. Now let's go to our top five. All right. Now, I think from here we should do number four and number five. Okay. And then we'll go back to the top. Okay. So who do you have at number five? My favorite corner in this draft. <laughs> If team is higher on this player than I am. Michigan's DJ Turner. Chris Sims is also Chris Sims also super high on this guy. Yes. <laughs> uh, what's the first thing I wrote? Can you read that? <laughs> MT wrote, "I am speed." Yeah. But my in my vernacular, he fast as <laughs> fuck, boy. Uh, he's projected as an early two. Take him in the one if you're four, asking. two, six. Wow. <laughs> four, two, six. 
as a potential slot corner? He's sick, dude. He's just so sick. <laughs> uh, he's 5'11", 178. He can play outside, which is crazy. Uh, but don't. <laughs> because this is Avante Maddox to me, John. DJ, DJ Turner is very Maddox-esque. Yeah. There's one differentiation that I will make, though. Okay. Because I've watched both. At... I mean, I've watched every game Avante Maddox ever played. Mm-hmm. Avante Maddox is a special football IQ brain. He he legitimately is. And it's why he's so successful, because he does not have any natural gifts that are extremely strong. He doesn't. He's just insanely smart. Mm-hmm. And it's I always love. been like that. Even when he was a prospect, you would watch Pitt, him. he was always incredibly yeah. smart at Pitt. Yeah. It was always like this guy's instincts are sick. Mm-hmm. DJ Turner's instincts are good. But I have seen him pick wrong <laughs> at a much higher rate than Maddox. Much higher. And mainly because I don't think I've ever seen Maddox pick wrong. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen it. But what I will say that Turner has that Maddox doesn't, the speed, the jumping height, the oh the, 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 the the strength. I, I don't think Maddox is as strong as this guy. He's smoother on land. What do I mean by that? I mean that he understands the field positioning a little bit better. He's mm-hmm. able to suffocate spots of grass faster than a Maddox would. And that's kind of what you want to do as a slot corner. Plays a little bit feisty, which you need to be as a slot guy. Uh, I'd argue Maddox is a little bit more calm and collected in the feisty department. He's smart with his hands. Turner needs to get better with hands against a bigger receiver like a tight end. Again, I'm going to say Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. You have to measure that in the NFL. I understand yeah. you may not play Travis Kelsey, but that is well, the top tight end. Let's talk about tight ends, right? Because yeah. let, let's who are the top five tight ends right now? It's Kelsey. In no particular Andrews. order, Kelsey, Andrews, Probably still Kittle. Uh, How Pitts is going to get up there eventually? Pitts will be up there. Goddard. I know you don't like Hawkinson, but he's in that realm. Maybe Waller doesn't get injured this year. Waller, if he's healthy. I'm sure we're forgetting somebody. And then that's six tight ends. Okay. Who's coming in? Kincaid? Kincaid. Notre Dame. (laughs) Fucking Darnell. I mean, there's some beasts coming in at tight ends. We're we're about to have 10 tight ends you need to cover. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of tight ends they're going to require. I mean, who knows if Cole Komet is anything. I know his natural gifts are there, but he's got a bad quarterback, we think. Uh, I mean, there's there's options left and right, league-wide. Well, like, like, Isaiah Likely might actually, you know. Isaiah Likely <laughs> on, a, on another team would be a TE1. So, yeah, I, I'm not – I, I would. I'm, I wouldn't put this guy on tight ends. Hell, Dalton Schultz, Jake Ferguson showed out last year for Dallas, and then next year the Georgia kid's going to come out and be a first round. Yeah, Brock Bowers is going to come in and be a top ten pick. So, so tight end is an issue in the NFL now. You, you have to plan for. You have to consider tight ends, and because of that, you have to think about a slot corner. But a this damn guy, good one. This guy is scheme. Uh, not he's not scheme dependent. He's versatile. No. You can play him outside in a pinch. You shouldn't. You should keep him in nickel. You should reap the benefits of He's having... best suited there. Like, I'm watching this kid's tape, and I wouldn't be surprised within his first contract we consider him a top five 
nickel corner in the NFL. It's going to be – it's tough to get paid as a slot guy in the NFL. Like, it slot corners don't want to do this. <laughs> that was what was so great about Avante Maddox. Maddox knew <laughs> I'm a slot guy. Like, he knew it. He wanted to play outside. We tried him there. Wasn't good at it. Straight up. Wasn't good at it. Put him in the slot. Best in football. So, it, it's it, – we got lucky because it was a player with the IQ to know – I can't do that. I know I can't do that. I can make my money here. I can make more than enough and be cool with it. The guy literally, funny story about the Maddox, he was roommates with Goddard for their first like three seasons. No. They lived in, they shared a house and they're best buddies, whatever, played video games every night, did like a dinner a night with each other. He only moved out. They only moved out of that house when they both got contracts. And that was like, it, with, I think they both got paid within a week of each other. So they were they've been tight ever since they both got drafted. They were drafted the same year, second and third round. So that's how that goes. By the way, I didn't remember this. Uh, and it's the same draft. I saw this pop up the other day. Remember when we traded Sam Bradford to the Vikings? Yeah. And we got pick uh, a first rounder and a fourth rounder. Okay. You know that fourth rounder ended up being? Who? Josh Sweat. Yeah. <laughs> really? Who was the defensive end you drafted in the first round around that time? Derek Barnett. Okay, thank you. Th- those two pick that was that pick too. Yeah. Pick one was Barnett. <laughs> pick four, the fourth rounder was Sweaty. Who, if those back in time want to think about it, Sweaty was a one to two. He was uh, he, what was his medical? Oh, the knee was a mess. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the knee. And and by the way, it still is, but <laughs> he's healthy, so. That knee is going any day now. That thing was a disaster, but he's fine. So we're in our our top five now. Let's do it. We're talking about someone who I think has first-round talent. DJ. Yeah. Where would you take him? Early two. You would try to get get him early two? I would try to take him early two. Again, at the end of the day, it's a slot corner. Yeah. Right? I would take a safety early two. Mm-hmm. And I kind of put them on the same wavelength. Remember Landon Collins? Mm-hmm. Landon Collins. Obviously, everybody thought he was going to be a first round pick because the talent was so extreme. Box safety. Mm-hmm. Box safety equals loss of value. Mm-hmm. And that's what ended up happening. He fell into the second. The Giants took him first minute of day two. Mm-hmm. That's what I would try to do with this player. Straight up. And I, would, I mean, you I, have a better I, chance. There's only 31 first round picks this year. That's right. And, and, and that's the reality of this is that, by the way, I think that's going to play a way bigger role than people think it is. Okay. I don't think the fact that there's 30, only 32 ones is being discussed. I'm sorry. 31 ones is being discussed enough. I don't think it's being discussed nearly enough. It throws the whole point matrix out of whack. It throws only 31 players getting for uh, first round options, fifth year options rather than 32 Miami doesn't even get to participate. And they're an up-and-coming young team with a new coach with a second-year coach mm-hmm. and Tyreek Hill on you know a pitch clock, I guess, considering considering he wants out at the end of the deal. This is a very important draft, and not enough people are talking about that. That missing pick. That's very important. But yeah, I would try to snake this guy in the second. If I start to get intel, if I'm like who the hell's picking late that could use a slot guy? Kansas City. Kansas City, sure. Yeah. You know what the problem is? What? Kansas City has to. Because if they don't, Pittsburgh better fucking do it. Yeah. 
32. Yeah. Man. Thanks, Chase Claypool. What a bad trade. <laughs> what a terrible trade that was. Let's uh let's talk about one kid that I actually think is a little underrated despite being projected to be a first round pick. This is the only player that I think you have in the top five that I don't think I do. Okay. I think I have this guy at six. I think I have Banks higher than him. I honestly, I may have Ringo over Banks and this guy, honestly. Oh, I can't see that. I think Banks actually. Banks scares me a little bit Mm -hmm. as far as the ability to get to the polish he needs to get because he does need it. It, It's just insane to me how sure I am that Banks is going to Baltimore. (laughs) True. But a problem you have with a player we're going to talk later about later is a problem I have with this player, except that this player's polish is well below that one. Oh, so much. So, <laughs> like, the other player's polish, like, you'll be like, okay, the polish isn't there. It isn't, but it's still blue chip, yeah. whereas this is not blue chip polish at all. No. So, that's my concern with Deontay. It, I'll, I'll I'll make it a little bit better to make Deontay sound a little bit more like I still like, because I do like the prospect. Talk to me in a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Then we'll have a different discussion about Deontay Banks because that's, I think, how long it's going to take. Let's talk about Mississippi State, though. Let's do it. Emmanuel Forbes. Is- yeah, say his measurements, and then I'll immediately tell you where I'm at. Yeah, I know. That's the problem. Go ahead. Tell me. 6-1. Yep, that's fine. 166. What the fuck? <laughs> You're dying. You will die out there. <laughs> He's just a boy. Can you Can you read? The first line that I wrote. <laughs> Size is the big. Did Mississippi State only play bad quarterbacks or is Forbes literally the invisible man? <laughs> I mean, if he turns sideways, he is. Yeah. It's flat Stanley. Uh, Forbes is a ball hawk. That's another lawsuit. <laughs> I, don't know is- who, I don't know who owns that, though. <laughs> The ball, remember like how like the ball never lies is like a thing. Never lies. Ball never lies. It's like a thing that transcends every sport. Every like I played volleyball, ball never lies. Uh the ball's in love with this guy. <laughs> the ball is ready to settle down. <laughs> the ball's ready for children. Uh Emmanuel Forbes. The way the ball just finds a way into his hands is stupid, John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably the luckiest player I've ever gotten to see. It just appears. Yeah, it really does. It just appears. Uh, what else does he have? Oh, he's a playmaker with sick football IQ and play recognition skills. Yeah, it's freaky bananas. Uh, who was the who was who could see the future? Cam Smith could see the future. Uh, this guy also can see the future. Yeah. Cam Smith <laughs> sees it a little bit faster. Oh, yeah. yeah Cam Smith might see it better than I've ever seen. Faster, yeah. Cam Smith's play recognition might be the best I've ever seen. Oh, it yeah. legitimately might be. Uh, he's best at zone. Why? Because he's off the, off the wide receiver and he can see the play. No, no, no. The reason he's best at zone is because he's in man, he'll be separated. Yeah. He'll be split <laughs> in half in man. Um, this, 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 this is Kevin Durant, by the way. <laughs> this is Kevin Durant. I, for years, my my claim to fame as like a really young kid was telling everybody and their grandmother that would listen that Greg Oden was going to bust. Yeah. And then they, the, the, the Trailblazers take Kevin Durant. All Kevin Durant needed to do was, quote, eat a goddamn sandwich. That was all I said all the time was this man is going to be the best player in the NBA shortly. He just needs to eat food. He never did that. But he did become the best player in the NBA for a period of time. I, I wish he would eat some goddamn food, though. 
Um, I really wish that for Mr. Forbes because he plays football. Yeah, he plays football. He's 166. What's his 40? 435. Yeah. Eat, eat a sandwich. You can lose a couple of seconds. Yeah. <laughs> you're up to 4'4, four, four, but you put up wait, you're pushing one. 15 pounds. 15. It's not that much. Uh, they got to get you on a regimen fast. You know what this player feels like to me? What? Honestly, if you like him in the mid one mm-hmm. or late one, even. Yeah. Why doesn't New England trade back? I feel like New England will try to trade back anyways. This feels like a player for them. Yeah. Which this by isn't the way, a bad fit. Which, by the way, also means I'm going to trade back and take this player. True. <laughs> two uh, things. You he's shouldn't buy a player. And the second one is he's speed. <laughs> he's fast. He's fast. No, no, you're taking the 426 because the ghost of Al Davis says so. Oh, I'm so down. <laughs> yeah. I I'm I like this prospect. Yeah. I, I do. I don't like him as much as I like DJ Turner. I oh, don't... don't get me wrong. I like DJ Turner more than this guy. I just recognize this guy's an outside corner in DJ he Turner. He is. He is. I, I think Banks and Ringo have more up. Than this guy, picks don't translate for me as making a prospect because the Eagles drafted a guy named Russell Douglas in the mm-hmm. third round a number of years ago. Mm-hmm. It was because of picks, tons of picks. Six foot two, big guy, ran through quicksand, not fast at all. But ball instincts very, very good. The problem was to be just behind guys in Green Bay. He figured that out. Now he's actually an NFL corner. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be happier for him. Oh, yeah. But this is kind of the inverse. Ball hawk. Numbers show it. Keeps up with guys. Too damn small. Whereas Razul was kind of big. This is... It comes down to do you sacrifice size for speed? As a team, is that something you're willing to do? I think this guy's going to put up 10 pounds. Needs to. Yeah. It, it, not not gonna. Needs to. And I think he's going to have a great career. I, I, I've shied away the past two years since saying that I was worried when the Eagles drafted Avante Smith because of his weight. I'm not worried about it anymore at all with him because he's taking some pops and he, keeps, he just gets up. The problem is Smith is like 5'11". Mm-hmm. And one seventy eight. This guy's taller Six. and skinnier. It's just it's scary. It's scary. It, it's a very concerning size. It's not because he's skinny. It's because of how tall he is versus the skinny. It's like with that running back. I forget whose damn name it was. He was just too damn skinny. Yeah, I don't remember either. I don't remember who it was. Okay, let's go to the top. <laughs> and. Apologies for how long this episode has been so far, but we're not that sorry. There's a really, really good crop of corners. <laughs> really hard goddamn scene. <laughs> now you know why safeties aren't in this episode. <laughs> Our top corner mm-hmm. that we've ever scouted is Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner is not in this draft. No. Is he a team? No, he's not. But if you remember last year, oh, listeners, we also didn't mind 
Derek Stingley. In fact, we had him as our two. Injuries were concerning. Every corner in this top three is better than Derek Stingley. Last year. Not now, considering... First of all, Stingley taking it at three. Historians will have to study that one day. <laughs> and I don't That's feel bad. Such a Houston Texan pick. It's one of the dumbest <laughs> things I've ever seen. By the way, while we're on the Houston Texans, there's a lot of smoke right now. They're not going quarterback. Look, look me in the eyes and tell me you want Davis Mills for another year. <laughs> no. <laughs> look no. me in the eyes, Houston. <laughs> Trade two. That's what I think is what they oh, should yeah. do. They should trade the pick. They should trade two. What they shouldn't do is take Anderson, but they should trade two. If they're not going to go QB, that's fine. I understand not going QB. If you don't like the guy, you don't like the guy. Pam Lovey Smith really ruined you, didn't he? Trade out. <laughs> yeah. Trade the fuck out. Our number one corner this year is not Sauce Gardner. No. In fact, not far from it, but he's not Sauce Gardner. That don't mean he's not elite. Christian Gonzalez, University of Oregon. We got a duck at the top of the list and a damn good one. A damn good one. <laughs> Potentially, I'm not willing to make this claim yet. Emptin is. Emptin, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the claim you made earlier today is Christian Gonzalez is the second best corner we've ever scouted. Yeah. I've seen nothing on tape to refute that claim. I'm, I'm just trying to think, who are the corners we scouted? I'm trying to remember. Been a couple of years. It's yeah, it's years. Been I mean, we've years. been doing this on the show for only three years. Yeah, but we've been doing it as I mean, we liked Jalen. Let me look up the. Let me we really up. liked Ramsey. Uh, you and I saw through the weeds on CJ Henderson, and we we're like, "This is a problem." I'm, I'm just gonna look up 2020. Who was the first corner to take? Huh? It was. It was Akuda. Akuda. Yeah, yeah, we were actually one. wrong. We were wrong on him. Yeah. We were very wrong on Jeff Akuda. It was Akuda than Henderson. Yeah, I did not. Correct. I didn't like. I didn't like CJ. We liked AJ. He we wasn't. We did like AJ. We did like AJ, and sure enough, he's the best corner of the class. Yeah, and the fourth corner so is Damon Arnett. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> the third round pick that went at what nineteen? Let's keep going, John. Let's keep going. Was it nineteen? So. Twenty nineteen corners. Let me let me see those twenty nineteen corners. Yeah, I mean, we Byron other. Murphy. I didn't love Murphy. Rudy Williams, nah. I liked Greedy more than you did. DeAndre Baker, no, absolutely not. <laughs> no, I didn't like um, Baker's tape at all. Let alone the Rock fact that he's now out of the league. Rockyson was twenty nineteen. I liked Rockyson a lot. I think I liked Rockyson more than you did at the time. So Gonzalez is better than all of these. He's, he's better than everybody we're naming. 2018's Denzel Ward, Jair Alexander. Jair Alexander is Ward. So here's the thing. We both thought Ward was ridiculous. Yeah. You and I had we we didn't have a show back then, but we both had Alexander as one. Yeah. And he wasn't your one until I was like, you need to watch this motherfucker at Louisville. <laughs> and I showed it to her and like, what the fuck? I'm like, it's insane. 
I, I think I still like Jair more than I like this prospect. Jamai, I really loved Jair Alexander, Alexander that year. I Gonzo might be my third favorite. Uh, Josh Jackson was that year. I remember really liking Josh. I Jackson. didn't love Jackson that much. Isaiah Oliver, I remember liking. Mike Hughes. Nobody, like, nobody liked Isaiah Oliver as much as PFF did. Yeah. Anybody, nobody remembers this, but PFF did two mock drafts where Isaiah Oliver was the number one pick. And another where Maurice Hurst was the number one pick. Oh my God, John, 2017 is a bloodbath. What? 2017 corners include Marshawn Lattimore. He's all right. I didn't I didn't have him over with Christian. Tredavious White. I have him over. I I like White more in the NFL than I liked him before. Yeah. Marlon Humphrey. I called him a bust. Yeah. I had, uh, yeah, if you remember, I walked into your apartment that day and was like, I think Marlon, I watched it just pro rata and just came in. I was like, I think Marlon Humphrey's bust. You're like, <laughs> why? I was like, because Mike Williams ate his lunch. <laughs> now, here are the Florida twins, Jalen Tabor and Quincy Wilson. I loved T Tabor. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't pretend like I did. I loved T Tabor. Adoree Jackson, we didn't like. Kevin I hated Adoree. liked more than Adoree Jackson. Oh. This is also the draft that includes Gary and Conley. Another Raider. Pass. <laughs> 2016. <laughs> Vernon Hargraves? No. Nah, I was wrong on him, too. I thought it was good. Uh, Jalen Ramsey's in that draft. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's number four or five. No. 2016? I think, I think Ramsey was 2015. Whatever was it, was 2016 Carson Wentz because he's in Carson's draft. Yeah, you're right. He is 2016. Yeah. yeah. So okay, so Christian Gonzalez is either the second or third best corner we've scouted. <laughs> he's among them. We really liked Jair. <laughs> uh, what's the issue with him? He can't shed blocks. <laughs> That's I, I it. Have a, I have a different problem with him. Okay. There is a corner in this top three. We should talk about them both at the same time. Well, we're going to talk about kind of all three of them right now. Okay, let's do that. But there is a corner in this draft with absolutely godlike instincts Mm -hmm. in this top three. Mm -hmm. And I mean potentially the best instinct football I've ever seen Mm -hmm. out of any position not at a quarterback. Mm -hmm. His name is Devin Witherspoon. And he absolutely beats Gonzalez in the instinct battle. It's not close. It's not that Gonzalez's are bad instincts. It's that Witherspoon's instincts are always right. And I mean always. The only times he gets beat is when he physically cannot get beat. It, otherwise, he wins the one-on-one every single fucking time. It's absurd. And we'll talk about Witherspoon because I'm just going to say the number right now. Gonzo is our number one. And team has Joey Porter at two and Witherspoon at three. I couldn't agree less. Witherspoon is two. Porter is three. That's mine. And his is his. And it's fine. It's not close for either of us. I don't care. And and, and it's, I I... This is overlooked in our scouting here, I think, of team because 
you know how hard it is for me to admit that a Penn State player is not as good as I think he, as, as he should be. Okay, but also Joey Porter's really good. Devin Witherspoon has got something. Okay, but also let's that be I'm actually clear. terrified. Let's be let's be very clear. These three men are all top fifteen picks for us. They're all <laughs> bananas players. Like is, all three of them would be CB1 in other drafts. That doesn't include Sauce Gardner. (laughs) That doesn't include Sauce Gardner. Every other draft we've done, they'd be CB1. They would probably be two to Jalen Ramsey and maybe two to our scouting of Jair. But that year, I don't know where the fuck they would go. They could be one, they could be three. But they would all be in that same spot. The separator in between all the people want to bloviate and say Richard Gonzalez is far and away the best one in this draft. Yeah, he's a sure. different player. He's a better he's player. He's a different player than Winston. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh no, I am fully in agreement that Christian Gonzalez is the best one in this draft. No question about that. But I will not stand by and pretend <laughs> like Devin Witherspoon's ceiling is an eye. I'm not gonna pretend that's not true. Because it's blatantly obvious. I don't care that he's 5'11 and a half. First of all, that's not small. <laughs> Second of all, the fact that the instincts are that good and he's 20 is stupid to me. It is so smart. As a player, I put that disclaimer in there because I know what a team's retort is going to be. <laughs> I can't help but put him up here. These are all tier one players. I don't know what Chris Sims is doing ignoring Joey Porter's kid. I just don't get it. <laughs> because Joey Porter's going to kill him. It felt personal. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it was... I'll take that personally. <laughs> Joey Porter Jr., let's talk about him quickly because I think that the general consensus among everybody is that one and two are... Gonzo and Witherspoon, that seems to be the consensus. Mm-hmm. I agree with you that it's closer than the consensus. I will agree with you on that for sure. Porter belongs in this conversation with them. I feel like Porter is the bridge between them. <laughs> like quite mean? literally. Well, go like, ahead. Talk. So so you you should say this on mic because this is where the bulk of the conversation tonight has to come here. Okay. I know this episode's been long as hell already, but this deserves that second. What is what is Gonzalez to you? Gonzalez is stable. He's consistent. Stable, consistent. He has you, his technique down. You absolutely know you know the player you're getting to drafting Christian Gonzalez. No he's almost he's almost graceful, John. Grace. Yeah, he's not the perfect <laughs> prospect, but the the bust likelihood appears to be very low. Oh yeah. Now I will say as a disclaimer because I don't want to get memed for that years from now. You know who else? was considered bust-proof at the time of their draft. Uh, the Seattle linebacker? No, a different guy. Okay. Him too. But Justin Gilbert. And he stuck. Okay, so, but he the Browns. It's not his fault. He did. But he sucked. He was who horrible. Else, who else did the Browns draft that year, John? Johnny Menzel! Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joey Porter's 6'2", 193. Yep. He needs work. His hips, like Witherspoon, are tight. But he's also a press man corner and a good one. Wait, am I wrong on that, actually? Was Justin Gilbert the Brandon Whedon draft? Either way, it was... No, I, Gilbert, I, Gilbert was Manziel. 
I, I'm like almost 100% sure you're right, but I want to make sure I'm right because I don't want to sound like a dick. I mean, I already sound like a dick, but I don't want to sound like an incorrect dick. Digitating clowny. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. It was Johnny Manson. Okay. Continue. Uh, in my opinion, Porter is more physical than Gonzalez, but also has better technique than Witherspoon. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I feel like he's, he's the middle between the two of them. He's more balanced than the either, either of the two of them. I think he has a hell of a lot of potential. I think the kid hasn't even had a chance in college to reach it because he's a redshirt junior. And of course, he's got the NFL bloodline. It's just right now, if you, if you if I took the player right now and they wouldn't develop, Witherspoon's better. This is this is my shot, basically. That kid, in my opinion. Right now, Witherspoon's a better player than Porter. Agreed. But it's I, this is my shot. Go ahead. Porter will be better. Porter, okay. I think. I think Porter will be better than Witherspoon, and if he lands in the right spot, I think he'll be better than Christian Gonzalez. Interesting take. A respectable take. Here's mine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here's mine. Joey Porter Jr. is closer to six foot three than six foot two. <laughs> Joey Porter Jr. has shown at times to struggle with that frame, to not know how to use the body he's been given. Joey Porter Jr. is pushing 200. Joey Porter Jr. <laughs> is definitely a smart football player. Well, you have to be. Instincts are good. Yeah. Of course. Instincts are good. I watched him play a lot of Penn State ball. There's a player here. He's a damn good player here. He occasionally will get lost in the shuffle. Occasionally. It's not often. He is more press. Then otherwise, which by the way is my main knock on Gonzo, is I think he's pure press. Mm-hmm. I think pure press generally has trouble at the next level. I think his talent is he can he can elude that problem. I think he's so talented that I think that's not really going to be much of an issue. Because again, all three of these dudes sick football IQs. Here's the problem, though. We've got an S tier football IQ in these top three. And he's, he's the guy coming out of Illinois. And we'll talk again. We're gonna, I, I know you have more that you are going to want to say about Witherspoon. And you should say it. And it's fair. It's fair points. Just because I don't agree with them doesn't mean they're not fair. I agree with you fully. I think Witherspoon is the better product to the two of them right now. Not including Gonzalez. I think Gonzalez is the best product. Yeah. Right no question. And again, I you wrote it here for Joey Porter's notes. I think you're dead on. Gonzalez is definitely the surest thing of the three. I would be surprised if Gonzalez busted. Truly, I would be. If Porter or Witherspoon bust, I'm first going to look at the coaching situation. And if that checks out, then I'll be like, okay, we just we missed. They are what they are. But- I think with Porter, more so than the other two, in his rookie year, will need more scheme help. Sure. Protection. Sure. 
But I also think this kid's developing. He's played two years at most, right? Because redshirt. Just give the kid time. Let's talk about Devin. Talk about Devin. Devin, Devin, Devin. What are your problems with Devin Witherspoon? Devin Witherspoon has the potential to be a humongous flag magnet. (laughs) And it was not called enough in college. I'm watching tape. This man... So many defensive holdings, John. (laughs) Plenty of pass interferences. Like, Devin Witherspoon is handsy. So handsy. He is very physical. And I think it will be called a lot more in the NFL. That aside, that's a technique problem that's fixable with coaching. You and I both know this guy's costing his team a game. One of these games. He's going to cost the team a game. He's going to cost him a drive. He's definitely going to cost somebody a drive. I feel it in my bones. This kid, the end of the season, one year, is going to draw a taunting flag. And it's going to cost his team the game. I know it's going to happen. He chirps. I can't take I can't ignore that. I don't even it's not even the chirping part. I think the chirping chirping part's fine. You can chirp as much as you want. You cannot stand over the guy and literally look down and chirp on him right next to the referee. And he does it every single game. <laughs> it's textbook. It's textbook. I, I would love to know how he's interviewing. Oh, Early. Yeah. I would yeah. love to know. Because honestly, I because I, as you and I have been talking about this all day, I know this is a sticking point for you. Let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Would you have him over Porter with clean interviews? I would have him over Porter if his hands were cleaner. That's it. I don't even, I don't even hand, care about his hands were cleaner. Oh, if he were cleaner with the with the hand fighting. Yeah, because at the top okay. of the corner, the guy grabs and pulls every no, single. No, no, the hand. He does. He pulls. There's no doubt about that. He absolutely pulls. In fact, I think I even have it written down. Uh, Devin Witherspoon is the most physical corner I have seen in a long time. He is. Uh, and quite, I literally wrote. If his hands weren't such a concern for me in the NFL, I would be positively thrilled. That is my, that is literally the, that this is what's sticking out to me. I can move past the, the taunting flag that's going to cost my team a drive or a game. Because it, it, the talent here is remarkable. The talent here is so extreme. <laughs> I'm going to say something stupid. Okay. That's, that's going to sound by like a motherfucker. Okay. You know what this reminds me as far as like a player, the way I feel about a player? Okay. It feels the way I felt about Micah Parsons. Okay. Where, if you recall, there were random flags that ended up kind of being BS. They were, they were just looking for... They were I'm, looking I'm, for reasons to not like him. I'm, I'm kind of I'm certain that was just like... Well, Cowboys putting like defense. I agree with you. I agree with you. But operating on a theory where it was real. Mm -hmm. This kid's gifts are so extremely high. Like they're so absurd. That if you told me that two years from now, this is the best corner in the NFL. I would first ask what the fuck happened to sauce. (laughs) And then the second thing I would ask, the second thing I would ask is no more questions. 
because it wouldn't shock me. But I'm not get, saying let's get into the positives because we're just we're saying platitudes with Devin. We're, we're absolutely you're saying platitudes. This is a I mean it's a draft analysis episode. It's all fucking platitudes. Okay. What does Devin Witherspoon do so well? He's the slowest of the three. Fucking everything. <laughs> He's the slowest of the three. That's his biggest issue. What's he it's run though? A four or five. Oh no. Yeah. Uh and if the wide receiver beats him, he's beat. Like Tyreek Hill could honestly, Tyreek Hill could probably sure. kill this guy. Yeah. Sure. He plays the side today, today he could. Yeah. He plays the sideline better than any corner in this draft. He is no doubt. He is a killer at the side. If he gets you to the sideline, he has inside position. He's inside position. If he, if he gets you to the sideline, that's a turnover. Yeah. I'm just straight up. If he gets you to the sideline, it's first down going the other way. Mm-hmm. Don't let him do it. Don't let him do it because he funnels you in. It's so weird, but it works effectively almost every single time. If he if he starts to funnel you in and you can't outrun him through the gap between him and the sideline, you're done. You're done. You lost the one-to-one. You better hope your quarterback didn't throw it. Um. His run supports okay, not great. Uh, his tackling's superior, though. His tackling's good. He just the routes he picks, he frequently can overrun them. He occasionally and will overrun. It was most noticeable in the Michigan game, not as noticeable in any other game. Google's uh, talking again, and I don't know why. Who is Google was talking again? My stupid. Does, does noticeable sound like Google? <laughs> Fuck knows. Anyways, it can't hear you. How do you beat this guy? You get him to turn his hips. <laughs> you if you cut it if you cut inside, no question his biggest cross the field. If you cross the field, you will have a step on him for sure. No, no question his biggest weakness is his hips. No doubt. But top 15 player. <laughs> yeah. Easy. Um it's not even just that he can stop you. And not even just that he will stop you. It's that it is the only goddamn thing he wants. He wants so badly to end you. Like That's just... As far as players that want it fucking bad, mm-hmm. this is the best... This is, this is the S-tier player of this draft as far as players that fucking want it. You can tell he wants it. Also, it, I forgot... He could, he could be... What? I forgot to mention... But, because we will talk about his running mates. Sure. All three Illinois corners are going in at latest day two. You see that? Yeah. Uh, the DBs, all three of them. We're talking about the other two as safeties. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but this is this is the fulcrum. There's no – it's very – last year with Georgia, I was like, oh, who is it? Who is it? This year with Georgia, who is it? This year with Illinois. Devin. It's so clearly Devin. I'm pretty sure he was the captain also. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, By the way, as you, as you know, a huge plus for me. That's yeah. big for me. Although I think all, all of these three were the were captain. I believe they may have been. I don't remember. But I believe reading the Devin was. Uh, uh, Joey Porter is the one I'm the least sure of. Uh, that's uh, fine. Yeah, whatever. As a captain. We're splitting hairs. Take one of them. <laughs> You you know what? If you need two corners, trade back up and get the other one. 
this is so sick, these three. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm not going to sit here and pretend. The reason Christian is so clear the one on my end, and it could be different for you, but for on my end, it's because I think if Devin goes to, I'm sorry, if Christian goes to any of the 32 teams in the NFL, I think he's going to be a damn good player. There's like 10 teams Devin could go to where I think he could wash out. Yeah. There's like 10 teams where if he goes there, it won't work. And they, they're picking. Vegas being one of them, by the way. They're picking in the area. Like, like yeah. let's let's close it at top 15 of the sure. draft. So I, I don't think he would do well as a Raider. I don't I don't think he'll do well as a Raider either. Now, I will tell you, there's a team in the top 10 that I kind of hope he goes to. Seattle. Chicago. Really? I, I prefer Seattle. Imagine him playing with Eddie fucking Jackson. Jesus H. Christ. Okay. That would be that would be fucking ridiculous. Him, Eddie Jackson, and uh, just absolutely bananas on the back end. Then you'd cut off half the field. You can't throw over there. Never. Don't do it. Seattle is definitely a team that could trade back. Tennessee would be a washout. Ten, yeah, Tennessee's not. I think Tennessee at eleven would kill him. Houston's not doing it again. Could you imagine? Do the Jets need a second corner? <laughs> Could you imagine? I forgot about the Jets. <laughs> draft him. Could you imagine? Dra- draft one of these guys to be CB2. I fucking dare you. Do it. Why not? You know what? Do it. Robert Sala, man. Do it. Do it. That would be absurd. Devin Witherspoon, we must see TV like that. Uh, I think Witherspoon, like the thing I like about Gonzalez so much. Uh, for me, he really is the put on an island player. I like Witherspoon at fourteen too. Okay, <laughs> to New England. No, why not? I, it feels like New England's losing their touch. They'll keep him down. Well, it's Patricia. Him. I don't want. I don't want another corner. I don't want another left. corner. Patricia left. Patricia left. Did he? Yes. Okay. Good. 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 I don't want another corner to get Patricia to like. Yeah, a I don't think Patricia were. Oh, he's a senior football advisor for them now. He's not their DC though. Who's their DC? Is it the kid? It might be the kid. I don't know. Anyways, pick maybe one not New England. Yeah, maybe, maybe not New England. Patricia is still associated, so maybe not New England. <laughs> Green Bay put one on the other side of Jair. I mean, you're rebuilding the offense, anyways. <laughs> I, that that's the beauty of this team. I mean, there's so many good teams up here with quality. Arizona would do it at three, but there's, there's Arizona. So Arizona is moving back. Let's be honest. Well, that's the news, by the way. Buda Baker wants a trade. Yeah, you should give it to him. <laughs> I want him. Yeah, I. Green Bay, Washington could use a corner. Pittsburgh. Imagine Devin playing for next to Minka for Mike Tomlin. <laughs> that kid will never shut the fuck up as long as he plays. He will oh, let chirp. Me, he will chirp until you go deaf. Let me uh let me make like one final statement about the class in Hulk. Go ahead. This class is supplying the next generation of starting corners. No question. On every team. No doubt about it. <laughs> they're supplying half of this league with the starting corner. Yeah. And they're all gonna get paid one of these days. Most of them. Some of them are going to get paid like AJ Bowie when he went to the <laughs> AJ Boye, right? Yeah. Boye, Boye. Someone's going to get Artie Burns money. Someone's going to get Artie Burns. <laughs> Former first round pick, Artie Burns. <laughs> Pittsburgh. 
Artie Burns. No wonder My they God. still need a corner. <laughs> that is a name, man. Golly. Artie fucking Burns. Oh, <laughs> uh, poor Artie Burns. <laughs> so anyway, there's your corners. What a trap. <laughs> there's your corners. This is a sick crop at the top three. Crazy at the top five. And utterly absurd through the top 16. The more we look at this draft, the more I think picking in the back half is going to be sick. <laughs> I honestly think if you're picking between 10 and 16, you are going to feast. <laughs> because there's going to be at least three QBs that go in the top six. Mm-hmm. There's going to be four, let's be honest. With it's probably going to be four, but it, yeah. it, I, I, so, something smells like they're sliding. I don't know which one, but somebody smells like they're sliding. Probably will let us. And... I just look at this crop in the middle. Jalen Carter might fall to 10. Peter Skoronsky. Jalen Carter's Peter not falling. <laughs> he could. Peter Skoronsky may end up in spot fucking 15, which I think is a mistake. Both CBs could go, both Witherspoon and Gonzo can go in the top 10. This is absurd. I'm starting to see mocks where Gonzalez is going four. Like, this is... I, I swear, I swear, I saw one. In the, I saw him at three once. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> it's what this is going to be such an entertaining draft. I'm not hearing much trade chatter at all, and I don't care. Oh, it's all going to happen draft night. No, no, draft night's going to be a nightmare. Buckle down. <laughs> Buckle the fuck off, because th- tie yourself to a rock. There's gonna, the tor- the trade winds are going to blow fierce. <laughs> This is going to be a bananas draft. I'm I'm so thrilled. I I was a little bit lackadaisical about this draft until the past two weeks. After watching tight ends, running backs as well, that invigorated me. And this cornerback class, oh dear God! I there's mean. there's a legitimate chance, ignoring safety, that wide receiver is the worst class. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and let's not even forget because I hate the wide receivers in this draft. They're gonna go. There's a couple that are gonna go. There's four that are going to the first round. (laughs) Probably four. One of which we don't think is draftable. No, (laughs) Zay Zay Flowers of course draftable. Yeah, you should have drafted Sky Moore. Say, (laughs) (laughs) you should have gone back in time and drafted Sky Moore or Khalil Shakir. Who the fuck let Kansas City take Sky Moore in the second just so you could take Zay Flowers in the first? Ask yourself that goddamn question. <laughs> yeah, Quentin Johnston, WR1. If I take Zay Flowers... You probably are. If I take Zay Flowers, I'm not coming to the next episode. <laughs> yes, you are. I will Say come. that every week. No, 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 John. If I take Zay Flowers... I'm not talking in this episode. I'm on quiet strike. Well, the next episode after that is immediately after the first round. So. I know. <laughs> I will be on quiet strike. No, you will not. We will talk about the Raiders, and I'll just be sitting here like... Next episode is... What is it? Linebacker safeties? I don't need a rep. I don't need a representation of this. I'm trying to close the fucking episode, you dork. Uh, safeties and linebackers are next. Yeah. Here's the schedule, ladies and gentlemen. We got about two weeks, a little bit less than two weeks. We've got four episodes. Five, 
five or four? You got four episodes. Five. Oh, five, yeah. Five. We're going to give you safeties and linebackers soon. Like a day or two after this comes out. Mm-hmm. Defensive line is coming right behind it. Then we'll give you your quarterback episode. We know everybody loves a good quarterback episode. We I've been do. looking forward to it. This is going to be a fun episode this year. Especially because last year we had one first round quarterback and then nobody went in the second. And we didn't, I didn't even want to put a first round grade on the quarterback that went in the first round. No, I did. He was the only one I wanted, number one. And then I looked at Matt Crow and I'm like, okay, he's good too. Yeah, he's like, he's also never going to play. (laughs) He's never going to play. Yeah. Um, Isn't that crazy? (laughs) So I. Still doing better than all the others. (laughs) Like not playing. Malik Willis, Malik, 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 man, Malik. Tennessee's drafting a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, How is Desmond Ritter the safest of the ones after Kenny Pickett? Well, Brock Purdy. We love with, the, with the Tommy John elbow. By the way, oh god, I'm disappointed because my Brock Purdy this year is apparently a day two pick. <laughs> oh, oh, Dorian. Yeah. yeah, there's been some weird mock drafts where Dorian from UCLA has gone in like between two and four. Yeah, which seems I'm, high. I'm holding on to him, guys. Yeah, it seems high to me. Let's not. <laughs> so anyway, that's the schedule. We got D. We um, DBs. We got safeties and linebackers next. Then D line and QBs. Then. We have a little bit of fun, take our foot off the gas, and we do our own little draft. Mm-hmm. We just, it's what we feel like we would take in that moment. Trades are allowed. Hypothetical trades will we'll go based off of just general theory. Basically, it's just going to be yes or no on trades, not like, oh, here's what you'll give me. It'll be yes or no's. And, you know, if it makes sense. And then after that, predict a mock. What we're hearing, what we think is going to happen, and uh, and that'll take us all the way to the first round on Thursday, uh, two Thursdays from now, and then right after that episode, right after the, the the first round happens, we'll immediately record our next episode, our first round reaction video. Yes, you will. And then when the, shut up, and then when the draft when the draft in its totality ends, we will have for you the final draft recap. Yeah. Generally a long episode, our apologies. Not really. And then we'll, we'll, we'll have a break. Probably take a break yeah. after that. Uh, take a little bit of time off. Maybe so. uh, maybe we'll talk to Superman and see what he wants to do for Christmas. <laughs> Henry, The return of Henry Cavill. <laughs> I'm still licking my wounds from the last time. I'm still cleaning my house of all the gas. <laughs> cleaning my house from all of the toxic chemical warfare I fired. Who do, we, who do we want to fight next? Ben Affleck? It'll be a lot shorter this time. Much easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number one, his contract. Just give me his contract. Number two. Want to go anywhere near. Lopez. <laughs> With the no, first number three. Number three, three public settings. With the first pick, I take Gigi. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that's the episode. Uh, sorry it went long. Not that sorry. We'll talk to you next time. Uh, yeah, I got nothing else. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.